Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I still love the buttery biscuit base, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Lots of new managers in action this weekend, and Liverpool host Arsenal. It's Friday 19th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Eddie Russell. And I'm Jim Campbell. It's Friday again, Andy, and my goodness, you've got a twinkle in your eye. Always. Always, baby girl. What about you, Jim? Looking forward to the weekend's action? I am. Very much so. It's nice to have a bit of the Barclays back, isn't it? It's been a while. <laughs> is it still the Barclays, oh, is it? absolutely. Yeah. Open me up a current account. <laughs> <laughs> but we are looking forward to the Coca-Cola Cup as well, coming back in action. <laughs> My goodness. Always the Worthington to me. Is it right? Yeah. Uh, I thought you'd be more of a milk cup kind of guy. How dare you. I think the, the, the Rumbelows <laughs> is the most pleasing on the ear, isn't it, I think? Yes. The Rumbelows Cup. They should still do it, despite Rumbelow's being a shop that went out of business in probably the 80s. I'm pretty sure when um, Carl Lieburn scored a couple of goals for Charlton in the Rumbelow's Cup, he was treated to a free telly out of Rumbelow's. Nice. And they, they, did, they did a very, you know, sort of earthy film of him arriving at Rumbelow's in Woolwich going, yeah, I'd like that one, please. Aww. And then wheeling it out to his car. It's a great word. It sounds like a word that's falling down a hill. <laughs> 
<laughs> Rumble ups. Yeah. There it goes. There they go. Uh, but and no they did, one was course, harmed during this fall. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Well, we're all excited, everybody, because we've got a lot of new managers in action this weekend, as mm. I said. Three making the their debut at three o'clock in the Premier League. What does it all mean? Oh, I don't know, but it could probably be... something to do with the Mayan calendar. What a load of bollocks uh, to start the show with. <laughs> Let's talk straight to the go to the Premier League. Uh, there's no conspiracy here. Aston Villa against Brighton. Steven Gerrard's first game as Aston Villa manager, Graham Potter's 100th match in charge of Brighton. Much has been made, Jim Campbell, of, of, of Steven Gerrard's pre, pre-match press conference. Not really a pre, pre-weekend press conference. Mm. The Friday is when they, they go in front of the cameras and the journalists and all. But a lot's been said about this. Gerrard handled himself sort of quite well, I think. Is a statesman-like quality about him. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued as to how this game is going to go because he, he also said in that press conference that he hasn't met the entire squad yet because the internationals. So I'm wondering mm. does, what effect does that have on the new manager bounce? Mm-hmm. And does that does that delay until he's met everyone? Right. Does it really exist? Do they? What well, are they not impressing him in training? Are you saying? Well, they're not physically there. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of difficult to do, isn't it? It is difficult to do. I mean, Andy, it's uh, Gerard. It, it's it's quite intriguing. I think a lot of people are looking at Gerard in, in the way that perhaps they didn't in, in, in some other of these new managers and maybe even, dare I say, and we have to compare him to Frank Lampard. Uh, Frank Lampard. <laughs> but with Gerard coming as the Premier League, it's quite, it was impressive what he did at Rangers. I know Very, was, very. Yeah, okay, so you're a, you're, a, you're a very impressed man. I am, because, with, with Gerard at because it's, it's not just in a Scottish Premiership context, it's mm-hmm. in a European <clears throat> context. But some people say... They were, they, were, they were really good against good opposition, playing different tactics to the ones that they... Played domestically, yeah. And but you, I, I think you have to rate that. But you're you are a winner, Andy. But you're not worried about trophy cabinets so much, are you? Well, that's not his immediate job, is it? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, I I'm relatively optimistic. Okay. I, I, I think he's always projected very well since he was a player. Uh-huh. Um, but that's that's the thing. It's like the the the, the pre-match is wonderful. It's like the same with Xavi at Barcelona. Of oh, course, yeah. he's making his Barcelona debut this weekend. Oh, another I ju- one! I just yeah. want him to against Espanyol, yeah, no less. local dub. I, I want him to stay in the press conference room forever because right. it is such an enriching experience. And to a lesser extent, mm. I feel the same with Steven Gerrard. Even the way he wears his blazer and tie mm-hmm. and jumper, he's got that cool head boy sort of vibe to you him. As, head as, boys as well. are a good way of describing I, it. That, yeah, I, I I wonder though. That's it's very, very British, isn't it? It makes me think, is he going to be one of those, is he going to be the sort of like British managers on the purely British managerial merry-go-round? If, if you prefer me to frame you know I mean? it in a US way, I think he can relate to the jocks and the nerds. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. I think I think he cuts uh, an impressive figure, Gerard. And, and with regards to Rangers, he did do an impressive job. There's no two ways about that. But they didn't win many trucks. They only won the league. Yeah, all right. Which is always going to be a... You know, but how realistic? Uh, how realistic is it then winning a European trophy? It's no, not, no, no, no. I'm talking really, about domestic it? trophies. Yeah, it is yeah. very realistic for them to win yeah, the Scottish yeah, Cup yeah, in the league. Yeah, yeah. But Marcus, I mean, a lot of people have made this have made this point. But yeah. we're not talking about you know Rangers and Celtic from the '90s, are we? You know, this was a Rangers that needed to be rebuilt. You know, they've they've come come back from the from the brink, really. So, you know, they, they weren't winning stuff at all until Gerard came along, and he won them the, the league without them losing a game. And obviously, his remit at Villa isn't going to be win the Premier League, is it? So, yeah, I think I I think it's still you know there's still an element of risk for everybody involved, but I I don't think that is really a metric that is relevant here. Mm. But I think because he's so impressive. We've we've got to leave a little gap. We've got to give him a little bit of time because Villa have been in the state 
They have, and it's it's, mm. it's going to take a while to to sort out. So I, I don't think because people are so excited about him coming back to the Premier League, and because he's built a, a fairly impressive CV so far, we can't expect instant magic. No, and it's not a stepping stone, is it, Andy? Oh, it's definitely not. He got a little bit. Uh, well, he never got. He just said it was unfair to call it stepping stone, which I which I do agree with. Um, but he did uh, admit that uh, he'd been uh, in touch with Jurgen Klopp quite a lot. Yeah. Is that something to admit? Um, no, I just probably. It's like, oh god, I'm going to need something about Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they're not going to shut up, are they? You're really going to come up with one of those uh, a, a yeah. press conference until they just stop asking him. I got caught on a long lens talking to Jurgen as we were walking our dogs, uh, but that's what he said. Apparently, um, uh, they they bump into each other when walking dogs. Mm. Interesting. And now we're talking about it. This yeah, is it. are they stuck? We're, we're talking about Liverpool this... already, <laughs> not Villa. This is how it happens, isn't it? I'd like to this think dog that... must be absolutely knackered walking from the Wirral to Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> they live in the same area, apparently. Right. Mm. Who knows? But Gerard, he has uh, confirmed that he's banned ketchup. Although he said it was banned before I'd seen it. Yeah. Which what I'd... are they doing at Spurs? I've no idea. <laughs> ketchup parties after training. I've no <laughs> idea. Food fight! It's like Bugsy Malone. <laughs> gone to potty. <laughs> Southgate, Southgate banned uh, from England the. Um, is it like, what would it be? Sort of, I, I don't drink hot drinks. Battered Andy. sausages? No. <laughs> he banned battered sausages. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he had mince- to ban no, 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 no. He banned. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what is it like? Sort of caramel sauce or something? Someone might squirt in the top of a latte okay, or yeah, some yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah. You see, yeah. I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking. Yeah, the sort syrup. Of, there you go. The sort, <laughs> the sort of thing that Gareth Southgate would ban was single-use plastic. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. But yeah, no. Apparently, the, the the sauce and the syrup and all that he banned from the uh, cafeteria. I remember the first time I interviewed Antoine Griezmann when he was on a pre-season tour of mm. um, England with. Uh, Raul Sothiadad I interviewed him I spoke to him for 25 minutes and he drank three lattes in that time oh my god blimey that's why he runs so much yeah I bet actually I think for about 20 minutes you'd, you'd you'd turn into Pele, wouldn't you? But like, <laughs> but after that, that the drop-off would be pretty spectacular. <laughs> yeah. you got to have a bit of ability, though, if you want to turn into Pele. Yeah, quite. Yeah. Um, well, with all this chat about Gerard going to Aston Villa, obviously a lot of people have had their say. Some Rangers fans have been very unhappy, but this has already been discussed on, on, on previous rambles. Um, Villa fans, I'm sure some of them are quite excited, some of them waiting to see. Um, but one man who we always like to turn to... <clears throat> when uh, trying to kind of clarify things and, and really make sense of it all, is, of course, Richard Keyes. Mm. And he expressed... You're, you're key to sport. Exactly, yeah. Um, his words, not ours, Jim, mm. genuinely. Uh, and old Keyes, he expressed his feelings on his blog, which is always worth a read if you, oh, want, yeah. to, if you want to know the truth. There's no <laughs> doubting that the job he did at Rangers was first class. If nothing else, he stopped Celtic making it 10 in a row. But this is a step up. And the last man to make a similar journey failed. It hurts me to say that because he's a mate. I'm sorry, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's no need, is there? There's no need. Such a dig. Yeah. Such a dig. And there's a, a lot pointless more, dig. There's a lot more crap. Of in course. There. Oh, it's a fantastic. I was expecting. Block. I was expecting a different end to that word. Yes. <laughs> Can we just say about this game? So, okay. Aston Villa have lost um, five in a row. Brighton are without a win in six league games. They've got five draws in there. Mm. What's been lost among the Gerrard chat is is the potential for this game to be absolutely terrible. Uh huh. Why is that? Well, look at the records. Yeah, but Gerard, though, I mean, it's interesting because he, he I, I'm, I'm interested to, to how Gerard will, will bring his style to Aston Villa because he said he wants to stamp his style on this team, Andy. Mm. And he said, we will become uh, a possession-based team, but we, when we transition into that, time will tell. Yeah, I, I, 
that's the other thing, isn't it? And when we come to the other new coaching appointments as well, to impose a new style mm. mid-season, yep. when you've got no time to do it with, when you've got no time to train the players athletically mm. as as well as tactically in the in, in the way that you want to, it's very, very difficult. I mean, of course, in most other European football cultures, you'll be thinking, oh, well, we can get a week in at, at, at Christmas. That's not possible, is it? So mm. You've got to hit the ground running. But yeah. I, I feel like every coach that's, that is, is, is new nowadays, is quite young, is, well, we're possession-based. No one goes, no, no, we don't give a shit about possession, do they? No, it's important to say it. Yes. It's very very important to say it. Whether you but, implement it is a different matter. But, but then then again, I, I, yeah, that's right. And going back to how you do impact a team very quickly, Thomas Tuchel is, is the best example of that. That was just incredible. You know, and it's amazing as well to think that he drew his first match against Wolves. Good point. <laughs> Hindsight, Bridge. Andy, good clean sheet. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So, mm. yeah, let's let's not go crazy about this first game. Back at Rangers, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has been unveiled as the new manager. I mean, that is quite exciting, isn't that it? That is a bit of a coup. Previously managed final, of course, won the league and he won the cup twice mm. at final. And in fact, their, their league title that they won at final was their first in, I think, 18 years, something like that. Yeah. Uh, more recently managed in Guangzhou, um, R&F. In China, which is you know an interesting one, but you know we all we all like a bit of money, don't we? We do. I mean, he he did he did an amazing job in winning the league for for Feyenoord when they got eleventh to... place with Guangzhou R and F. Andy, <laughs> that <laughs> is a stain on his CV. It's a while ago now. It was uh, last the, year. No, I'm I'm in the final oh, okay. actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, when they started to get battered by good quality opposition in the Champions League at the start of the next season, yeah. It started to fall apart and he mm. struggled to put it together from there. So I, I don't know whether he's able to do the same thing as Gerard mm. in sort of, you know, working domestic and continental. You have to wait and see. Yeah. But, can we say the immortal lines? He knows the club. I think you can say that, yeah. Okay. Well, he knows the club, Andy, so it should be all right. Uh, Norwich against Southampton. On Saturday at three o'clock, of course. Dean Smith is fresh from a trip to New York City, apparently. A mysterious trip to New York City as this well, based in... on the things he's been saying. This was an intriguing one. He did seem slightly secretive as to what went on in the Big Apple. Trying to sell Josh Sargent back to the US? Is that right? Well, he <laughs> said, <laughs> he said, I, when asked about his trip there, he's been away for a week, he said, I can't say too much about New York, I'm afraid. And then when he was sort of pressed, he said, well, a cycle ride around Central Park, trip to the Empire State Building, ferry to Staten Island, you know, typical tourist stuff, yeah. wink, wink. Had a coffee in Central Park. <laughs> like, what? yeah, just like, Jim, what you... will you really do? I don't believe it. I don't believe your cover story. Would you like to speculate as to what Dean Smith actually did in New York? I think he's been hosting Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Yeah. I think he'd do Apparently all right. he's getting massive in America. Do you think so? Yeah. I'd love that. And obviously, you can't, it's going to be very difficult for a manager who's mm-hmm. currently active yeah, yeah, yeah. to host Saturday Night Live. I think if he's... Especially given when the fixtures take place. So, yeah. you know, international break even is difficult because they've, mm-hmm. they've got to manage the players that haven't gone away. So what, ideally, what Saturday Night, Night, Saturday Night Live needs is a manager who's just out of work, mm-hmm. but very likely to just go back into work. And that gives you a very small window. And Dean Smith has filled that window. And also, he's lost his job, so he's therefore okay to sort of point a few guns at people exactly. and, and have a few digs. And he's the type of guy, I think, that if he did a stand-up set and he got some laughs, he would chuckle as well because he would just be so delighted to get mm. those laughs. Yes, yes. So I, I think we're all um, behind that. So we look forward to seeing the footage whenever that um, appears. But he promised a new start for Billy Gilmore, importantly. Because yeah. uh, Gilmore hasn't played that much. It's surprising, isn't it? Because he was so impressive for Scotland and has been... 
And yeah. yet, it, obviously, Chelsea chances are few and far between. That that's that's quite clear. So going to Norwich, people I th- think thought, ah, right, he's going to be the heart of that midfield. Mm. He's going to play a lot, but barely kicked a ball. You see it happen sometimes, don't you? Mm. You you think that a, a young player will go and like light up whichever position they play in, but it's really almost pointless to speculate on what might have happened. Maybe he's just not settled in there. Maybe it turns out he doesn't fit the system. Mm. Maybe for whatever reason, Daniel Farker was maybe overly cautious in changing the system he already knew. Who knows? Well, that but last point really... seemed to be true. Well, yeah. Mm. Yeah, earlier in the week, Lars Sivertson suggested that maybe Daniel Farker saw him and Matthias Norman, who's probably been their best player so far this season, as competition rather than complementary. Yes. Where... Dean Smith might look at it differently. So. Well, Smith stressed the need to prioritise defence, organisation and structure, which for any team that's in the relegation zone, especially if they're not uh, pulling up trees as well, uh, that would certainly be the case. They've conceded 26 goals across their 11 games. Uh, and they did have a tough run at the start of the season, so they've already played Liverpool, Manchester City and Chelsea. But it's a huge task for Smith, and he does seem quite buoyed by this. And, and I think yeah. it's an interesting one, having left Villa the job that you know he wanted for so long, um, he seemed like a great fit for a time, and obviously some people think it was a little bit hasty. Other people said no. Just... I think it's a little bit hasty. I thought it was the, as well, Andy. Them getting rid of him. But you think though, for for guys sort of, I say not synonymous, maybe, but we know it was a good fit. You know, he mm. loves the club, blah blah blah. Um, just to go straight into another job quite quickly, I thought maybe he would have a bit of time, enjoy New York or whatever he did there for a couple more weeks. Yeah, I mean, I've reflected about this because you think it's it, it seems too soon. On the other hand... James a bit of a rebound. Andy. <laughs> well, that's it. But on the other hand, you think, well, if you totally believed in yourself in terms of the job, if you felt that the players still believed in mm. you, and I don't think there was any sense that that wasn't really the case, mm. you'd be thinking, hang on, I'm still... I'm still running. I need to have another treadmill put under me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I think that's what it is. I was saying earlier in the week. I think I'm not saying he's definitely the the guy who's going to help them not get relegated, mm. but I feel they have a chance now. I didn't feel they had a chance. Well, he's going to help them not far- get relegated, Andy. I mean, that is he's the number one guy to do that. He's well, really it, the only guy, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you I, might you think that he may not be successful in that pursuit. Yes, we'll we'll we'll, we'll wait and see. I think there's a there's a chance they can stay up now, and I never felt that right really? okay, under Farker. And I think I think as well. If if you look at the bottom third of the table, yeah, there are enough iffy teams down there. It's not like there's no talent in the Norwich squad mm. at all. Uh, Billy Gilmore's tip of the iceberg, but players like Milot Rashica. Ozan Kabak, who's not had a great start to the season. Of course, these players have ended up at Norwich because they've not had a great time. Mm. Otherwise, with their talent, they'd be at better clubs. But that means, to me, that there's something to work with. Do you think and gonna, maybe a new coach can open that up. Is he going to open up the inner Jack Grealish and Todd Cantwell? It's what we all want to see. Oh, it is yeah. what we want to see. Cat- Cantwell yes. and Gilmore together. Yeah. On paper, that looks excellent, doesn't it? But yeah. it's not, again, we've not really seen enough of it. Also, I think if they do go down, He's an excellent manager in terms of getting you back up again. He did yeah. such a good job at Brentford. Yeah. Um, and obviously getting Villa into the Premier League in the first place. It, it makes a lot of sense. And they, they'll be, you know... They're into the continuity, aren't for they? that as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But very much so. Yeah. Well, whatever happens, um, I think it's going to be interesting. And Dean Smith, he said himself, I said right from the start, I'm a big boy and I can handle it. Now, I don't know whether that's in reference to something he was holding or his time in New York, but we've got hope in him. 
Got a bit of faith there, Jim. Newcastle v Brentford, Saturday, 3pm. Another new manager, Jimmy. It's Eddie Howe. He's demanded his players to sacrifice and suffer in Newcastle's fight for survival. Yes. It's all fun and games. You've got there. to come to training now, guys. <laughs> You've got to come. It's not the sexy football that we once knew about Newcastle United. It's no. sacrifice and suffer. Yeah, what? I mean, obviously they do need to do that, don't they? Because... Um, it's a while before they can bring anyone in. We don't know who they're going to be able to get in. Howe's got to come in and improve mm-hmm. basically everyone immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big old job. It's it's sort of it's easy to forget that um, they've not won a game, isn't it? I know everyone's constantly yep. banging on about it, but it feels like oh, it feels like oh, this is a different Newcastle now that Howe right. is in. But we haven't actually seen that yet. We don't know. We don't know how effective he's going to be at getting those players to to, to play in a different system and to just be a bit better. Mm-hmm. I, I do feel there's a better team in there. Than, 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 you know, Bruce was getting from them very clearly. <laughs> yeah, well, you would have hoped so. Yeah. I mean, they haven't won a game, as you quite rightly say. It's their worst start um, to a league campaign in their history. Yeah. So, yes, there is definitely a better side in there. But, but it feels like the, the idea is that it's only um, Alison Maxman, Callum Wilson, and to a degree, <clears throat> Joe Willock, that are, that are actually decent <clears throat> players. And that, there's, there's, there's got to be more in the squad. Yeah, there's not much more, though, is there? I mean, it's, to me, it feels like Eddie Howe's job is that they are one of the weaker squads in the Premier League and his job we can talk about philosophy etc they just need to get enough points between now and when they can start yeah. buying players in January to not get cut away they've along with Norwich scrape. even That's... if they've got to gouge eyes and kick testicles they've got to, like, <laughs> they've got to do it haven't they well it, but, but it's interesting you say that Andy with the, they've got to get enough points you've got to make it um, an attractive proposition mm. to sign players because if you're bottom of the league and you haven't won, if you're anyone, bottom of the league by a mile and are definitely going down, yeah, yeah, you've mm. you've you've got a problem. The latest one uh, linked to them, Axel Witzel. Nice. Apparently, nice. they're offering him like an enormous amount of money, and it's blown Juventus's offer that's, out of the that's water. That's proper blindfold and dartboard mm. stuff, that isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Axel Witzel, though, I mean, he's got a history of like being a player who could play at some top clubs and just doesn't seem to. Is that I mean, obviously to Dortmund China. is like the mm. is the you know the the, the the exception to that, but Witzel. you know maybe he'd continue down that path. Get him in there, continuing down that path. That's Jim. really funny. Yeah, uh, very good. Continue. <laughs> like, Thanks, man. Everyone's like, oh, Philly. Coutinho's like set to snub Newcastle in January. It's like, is he putting it out there in advance? Like, don't even think about it. Yeah. Don't like, don't even bother asking. Like, yeah. I'm not coming. Don't don't make me an offer because it could be an offer I can't refuse. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh dearie me. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's, it's it's difficult because I think Brentford seem to present a great opportunity because they're out of nick at the moment, mm. but. You'd have loved to have played them just before the international break, yeah, wouldn't you? When you know they're definitely out of Nick, rather than Thomas Franks had time to think about it and absorb. Mm. And you know, if ever Ivan Tony's gonna go and score a goal that's gonna make a huge difference on the relegation battle, it's gonna be in mm. this game, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Andy. And he's he's got a goal or two in the pipeline. He's he's had a lot of. He, he should yes. have more goals than he's got already. Yeah, yeah. I think he could fill his boots against Newcastle, but it depends what Howe has got in store. Of course, yes. Uh, we will see. Uh, Callum Wilson um, talking about Steve Bruce. There, Callum Wilson was um, his diplomatic best, I think, when reflecting on Steve Bruce's regime last week. No disrespect to anybody who has been in charge. <laughs> Okay. To any of the one men who have been in charge. <laughs> yeah. Who could he be talking about? How many? The thing is, there's so many names there, we just don't know. No disrespect to anybody who's been in charge. We have been a lot further from the goal than we'd like to be. Now, 
Does he mean the goal of getting points on the board, or does he literally mean when we play the match, it's all being played in our half? And I'm a striker. Yeah, it does sound like. <laughs> that, I think he it? literally means <laughs> the goal. Yeah. Just it's, kick it up to me. It's, anything. It's not unreasonable though, is it? No, it isn't. It's absolutely bang on. Yeah, I love it though that Wilson will still be. He still manages to sniff out a goal or two, despite who's in charge. You know, he's that much of a poacher. How we'll need him, and how knows how to get the best out of him, Andy. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll be going tomorrow afternoon. Are you just then? Yeah. My good, where are you going to be sat? Um, Seat uh, number and block? <laughs> About five rows from the front. Right. Be- behind the dugout, so you get a really good view nice. of, of Eddie Howe. Yeah, if you're going, try and find Andy Brassel. Because he's only five rows behind the dugout. <laughs> I thought you would... That was weird, because you were looking at Andy as you said that. Yeah. Well, I just, but he is Andy Brassel. Yeah, I know. I've already found him. He's right here. Uh, but he will be off uh, at uh, St. James's Park tomorrow. Excellent stuff. All right, then, gentlemen. After the break, we're going to talk about Arsenal. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Hi, I'm Flo Lloyd-Hughes. I'm Rachel O'Sullivan. And I'm Chloe Morgan. Join us every week on our brand new show, Upfront on Football Ramble Presents. We'll get stuck into the biggest stories of women's football every Tuesday from the latest in the WSL. Gareth Taylor said, oh, well, actually, we were playing 3-4-3 and we moved to 4-4-3-3. If you look at any of the footage, if you look at the way the players played in that first half, 
There were four players playing at the back. That sort of comment speaks of a manager who doesn't quite know what they're doing. To how the Lionesses are shaping up ahead of a home Euros next summer. For me, I would pick Lee Williamson. I would just go for it now. For a younger age captain, you've got some big tournaments coming up. I think a lot of players think she's got a really great mentality, gets on with a lot of people. For me, she's a born leader, and I think she will be England captain at some point. And what it's really like being a player in women's football today. From my own experiences of, of being in a situation like that, I mean, you know, when we got promoted uh, when I was with Spurs, that was phenomenal. I was, you know, first choice keeper. You know, then you go into the WSL for our first season and all I wanted to do was get WSL experience. Join us every Tuesday for Upfront. Search Football Ramble Presents in your podcast app. Subscribe now. Football Ramble Presents is a stack production. Good morning, Glenn. <laughs> you tell us something your mum doesn't know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Rebel Preview oh. Show, sponsored by Betway. Right, everybody, uh, it is time for emails. If you've seen Vishnu Kebab Shop or Dean Smith up a tree. If your dad chinned a referee, send us an email, please. If you put Messi on a two shirt, if you saw that tete cheese, if you've got something for us, shuffleround.com. Ooh! There we are. Yeah, maybe that's what Dean Smith was doing <laughs> in Central Park. <laughs> Quite possibly. Who knows? So, Dave in Ontario has been in touch. Uh, I was triggered into emailing following Marcus's tongue-in-cheek name drop of Greg Rzezki during the Rambles <laughs> review of Canada's 2-1 win over Mexico. My triggering, however, was actually to finally get around to emailing you about your rock-paper-scissors discussion from some time ago. While I wish this story was about me, it's actually about a friend of mine, Lee Ramage, the 2004 rock-paper-scissors world champion. Lee Ramage sounds... Oof. I mean, maybe we just know him from this, but it sounds familiar. It does, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. So um, the NHL was on strike that year and ESPN provided extensive coverage of the event. Lee and some friends entered as a lark and he ended up taking home the title. Following his victory, or so he tells it, Lee could be heard repeating NFL quarterback Phil Simms' famous line, I'm going to Disney World. (laughs) Friends working in communications told him to keep it up as Disney was loving the media coverage, which ended with Lee serving as Grand Marshal of the Disney Parade. He also made an (laughs) appearance on the Today Show and was also flown to Hong Kong for an all-expenses-paid press tour some years later to promote their national championships so there are lessons to be learned here dear Marcus one be careful when greasing Canadians on air two when we put our minds to it we can win anything Qatar 22 anyone Uh, no bouncers always (laughs) throw rock so Lee tells me bouncers always throw rock so there you go Mm, dear Marcus um I never greased up any Canadians thank you very much well it sounds like you've uh, you've upset some yeah can you do you know can, what I mean? Can you upset Canadians? Yeah, only for a short while and then they're all nice again. I, I love the way you, that you're, ES... you're making it worse. I'm I love this. You're trying to make a, an enemy of Canada. I'm taking advantage of their niceness. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, I love the way that ESPN were providing extensive coverage of this. Because yeah, oh, yeah. they, they did extensive coverage during the summer when in the what, well, I don't know, three days when there was no football on, of um that eating championship, didn't they? Yes. D- did you did you see that guy drinking the the gallon of lemonade? That oh, no. was absolutely I know you know what I think I did see that it's, it's very very impressive feat and he's probably still paying for that yeah I mean, I mean he was he was allowed a series of tactical burps which yeah. I didn't realise <laughs> was 
Yeah. It was a thing. We're talking about how new coaches are going to approach things. Maybe tactical burps could become a thing in the Premier League. Yeah. That would, like a burp break. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody come. Well, maybe in the Carabao, they might need that. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a burp break in the Carabao Cup. Everyone just at the side yeah. of the pitch after 25 minutes. Come on, <laughs> everyone, have your energy burp. Chucking them over the, the shoulders, burping everybody. There we are, you see. You just need a bit. <laughs> Vish said that, didn't he, recently on our Instagram when we did a video there. He said that he'd like like a very large man to burp him after mm. me. <laughs> Get like, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Just come along and just grab the players and chuck them over his shoulder one by one. Well, what, fo- what footballer do you think would be best at that? I think Eunice Kabul would be excellent at that. Duncan Ferguson. I'm thinking um, Jan, Jan Vestergaard. Yeah, his, anybody his, big, his, his really. sheer massiveness. Right. Yeah. I think you're right, Andy. That, he would be decent. Yeah. I think... Um, I think, yeah, Duncan Ferguson would be too... He'd break your back. Yeah. I think he'd be too... Getting get near results. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Right, uh, gentlemen, um, back to the Premier League. Uh, Liverpool versus Arsenal. Saturday at tea time. Arsenal are flying, Jim. Eight mm. unbeaten in the league. And they haven't faced anyone inside the top six at that time. But now's their chance. They haven't won at Anfield in the league since 2012. Yeah. Are you hopeful? I am very, very curious. I am slightly hopeful. I won't be surprised, obviously, if Liverpool win this game. Um, but what I'm intrigued by is how Arsenal face this challenge because there's such a like the it's so, like such a different team from yeah. even the start of this season. Yeah. Um. That it's going to be interesting to see how consistent they can be and how much they can can replicate the form that's, that, that has taken them to this good run because they've they've had games in that run where they've not actually played that well but they've got the results so as they need to be really really on it to, to get anything from Anfield Jim but, as it's Liverpool is it is it patronising for me to say that the performance is almost more important than the result for Arsenal in yeah I game? think it is because they're they're implementing kind of a new style really in, mm. in that Arteta's got the team he wants and he's got the got the moving parts of the machine he wants to build so realistically Arsenal aren't going to win the league this year which is what, mm. what Liverpool are going for but it's it's about going there you know just just seeing how that game plan works against really really strong opposition because you you know you, you you need your own style you need your own identity and and that is that is something that actually it's, it's taken Arsenal a little while to re-establish for a long time in the post-Venga years. Do you not think with Arsenal, though, that they are capable of having a little spell like they've just had against maybe some poorer opposition? Yeah. And then in a few games' time, it could all be the same old of, oh, is, yeah. is it clicking or does he need time and all this business? I think there would definitely be points this season again where it seems like Arsenal are in a bit of a crisis because I think that's essentially if you're a club who's slipped in stature, every every mm. you know underwhelming result is a crisis, even if if actually in reality it's just a reflection of where you are at mm. present. Um, so I think actually Arsenal go into this without much to lose, which which is... It's pretty good. Well, their own, um, you know, scorer, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, is feeling very confident. He said yesterday, I'm the coolest captain in the league, maybe in the world. I try to be an example and try to inspire the young people in the squad, but also the older people as well. What's you know what with, he what's sounds... What's wrong with just stating facts? Yeah. You know what he sounds like when he sounds... Do you remember when they, in The Simpsons, where they introduced the extra character in Itchy and Scratch? <laughs> Poo- Poochie. Yeah. He sounds like Poochie. Yeah, he also... Uh, one <laughs> one for the younger listeners here, he also reminds me a lot of like the cat in that Paula Abdul video. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Two I'm, steps forward, two steps back. Something like that. Opposites attract. We come together because yeah. opposites yeah. attract. That that cat was annoying, <laughs> and, and, it, and it mugged off the bloke who did the vocal. 
Well, you know, that's what you get with a sort of radical cartoon cat from the 90s. You're saying that that cat was like a proto Milli Vanilli? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Well, I'm just saying that the, whoever did the vocals with Paula Abdul on that track wasn't in the video. It was replaced by some bloody cartoon cat. Right. Was it, I think, was it not 80s? Was it 90s? Uh, late 80s, early 90s. Who knows? E- Who email knows? in. We can't possibly find this information out ourselves. Um, well, anyway, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, the coolest captain in the league, maybe the world, as he states, um, inspiring everybody, and maybe he'll inspire his Arsenal side to a victory. I bloody love that. I tell you what, I would absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Don't get battered. That's the that's the key thing because yeah. we're taking some humbling batterings at Anfield. Mm. Um, but again, like it's about how they react if they do lose because obviously mm. they're going to lose at some point. Yeah, could be uh, tomorrow. Um, how about this, Andy? Former Liverpool man Mario Balotelli said yesterday that he dreams of a return to the Italy squad for their World Cup playoff. He said, "I'd return from Turkey by foot." Yes. He also made a very amusing comment about why Roberto Mancini hadn't called him yet. Yeah. <laughs> Mancini hasn't called yet, but that's because he knows my potential and I'm not at that level yet. Do you know, all, the, all this has come so You've just with... undone your own argument yeah. there. But do you know, the, like, this, this has come about because people, in air quotes, have, been, have been saying he should return to the national team, mm. but only one person has, and that's Mario yeah. Balotelli's They've, brother. Right, okay, because if I, my memory serves me well, and damn these memories. Italy are the European champions. Yeah, <laughs> they just won the Euros. But, they don't need him. Oh, they they do. They do need a centre forward. Whether it's him is a different question. Yeah, right obviously. enough, Andy. But Roberto Mancini kept the door open for him. If we go back pre Euros, mm. for way longer than was normal. A because he loves him and he's always loved yeah. him and B because they were short of a proper centre forward and that's the reason that they haven't qualified automatically for the World Cup he has started this season brilliantly obviously it's hard to judge in in, in terms of, of level but he, he has done pretty well out there for a promoted side as, as, as well where he's been expected to have a, a leadership role I, always with Balotelli it's a bit like with Atem Ben Arfa I just think <laughs> why did you have to leave Nice it was all going so great there. Yeah, yeah. And just, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It it's, can it's, work it's pointless out. thinking about that now. But, you know, the, the ability is still there. Mm. It, it, it really is. But, yeah, you well, know, it's, it's, it's Balotelli. So it, it takes a bit of a leap to believe, to really believe. Absolutely right, Andy. Absolutely right. Um, we move on, gentlemen, uh, to Leicester versus Chelsea. Saturday, 12.30. Kicks off the day quite nicely. Uh, Wesley Fofana was on Twitter Spaces this week and revealed how Jamie Vardy welcomed him to Leicester. My first training session in Leicester, Vardy comes in two-footed and takes me out. He gets up and laughs and says, welcome to England. That is very believable. Isn't it? Mm. You know what? You expect that from a defender normally. Yeah, you do. On a new striker. Mm-hmm. Not for Jamie. Not it's, for, not it's, for also, it's also a bit like, you know, well, there's no physical contact in France. Like, France is brutal. Yeah, you've always said this, Andy. That, that the that's, French that's why French players or players from Ligue 1 adapt really quickly when they come here. It, yeah, absolutely. You'd just be thinking, oh, that's a bit obnoxious, yeah, isn't it? I understand, but can anything prepare you for your first meeting with Jamie Vardy? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think it can. Yeah. I don't think it can. Right I, I mean, are you, are you, it's not entirely impossible that any of us will meet Jamie Vardy. Have you got a plan? Is it stupid to have a plan yeah. or is it naive to not at least have the semblance of one? I met Jamie Vardy when I was... Did he kick you? <laughs> no, he was too busy trying to put off Mark Albrighton while I was interviewing him. <laughs> what was he? How was he doing that? He was standing behind the camera, pulling faces and making silly voices at him. My goodness. I think it's, a, it's similar when, um, when Mike Tyson said everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like with Jamie Vardy. Yeah. <laughs> 
dear. Did you Let see us it? know. Show at <laughs> footballroman.com. What are your contingency plans for meeting Jamie Vardy? Absolutely right. Um, now, did you see Brother Brendy was unhappy in mm. the press conference? Uh, a, a reporter asked him about the Manchester United job, and he said there's two things. Firstly, it is really disrespectful to ask the question when you have a manager in place, a good manager and a good man who is working hard at the club. Secondly, I can't really comment on it because it is, because it is something that is not real. If you That's were, not a no, brother no. Brendy! If, if you were a Leicester fan, would you be really pissed off at this answer? Because I would be. I would yeah, be completely. as well. It's not a no, Brendan. Yeah. Just say I'm happy at the club, no! Andy! Yeah. We're doing this for the reporters, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the idea that it's because he's a good manager... And a good man. Yes. It's like, it's like, yeah, I don't rate that guy as a manager and I think he's a bit of a twat. So, yeah, I, I'm so interested in the job. Yeah. Come get me. A good man has lost his job. Yeah. Not yet. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, clearly. Uh, although, I think that it is fair saying this isn't real. I'm not going to comment on it. Mm. Is, I mean, if I'm going to sound like I'm trying to appease Leicester City fans, that sounds like he's just going to shut up. I'm not bothered. Yeah. But, of course, in reality... He's not saying that. I think he did say, in, did he not say in further quotes that he is like the, the manager of Leicester City and he's, he's honoured to be so? Yeah, Either think, way, know, put, put, put that at number one rather than leading with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a good manager. Mm. It would be an interesting one. Do you, think he'd, do you think he'd be a good fit at Old Trafford? It's, it's not would, real, would it, Jim. Would we can't comment on it. It's not point. real. Yeah, good point. There's no point. No, exactly. Um, i tell you what, though. Um, Cesc Fabregas has been lifting the lid, as uh, they say, on Antonio Conte, having played under him at Chelsea, of course. Um, I, find oh, I would not be surprised if Conte has a lid. Yes. You can see it coming off. Well, I mean, it is a transplant. Bang! Yeah, Jim. Remember? Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's not a, that's not a toupee. It's different. Right, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, is that is that slang for lid? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It should no, be. No, or is lid is slang like a, for a two? Lid like is that. for cap, isn't it? That's true. Well, anyway, he's been he's been telling tales of Antonio Conte at Chelsea, and he said it was like going to school. He will tell you from the goalkeeper until you have scored a goal what you have to do. Exactly everything. You pass to him, and then you pass to him. You go on a dribble, and then you score. <laughs> That's literally it. He's saying, he's mapping the whole thing out. Yeah. He said, I had coaches like Pep Guardiola who had a lot of positioning in games, but we had freedom inside of this. With Conte, the freedom was non-existent. He was telling me where I have to pass the ball. There speaks a man who was undercoached for a very long time at Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as he went back to Barcelona, he was like, oh, I'm not sure I like this being coached stuff. Yeah, but he did say they had a bit of freedom. I mean, he didn't quite hit the highs at Barcelona. He won no, a few trophies. He still did very well, though. I think that, that's, yeah. that's perhaps a bit of a slight myth. But he's, he said that, mm. didn't he, about how he, fa- he found it too restrictive. Mm. At, at Barcelona well yeah he's won trophies wherever he's gone how's mm. he getting on at Monaco Andy well he can't last a whole game anymore but yeah. he has his moments he's having a lovely old time isn't he oh, I think so little twilight uh, of the career at Monaco that's a lovely old job surely yeah. There was there was there was that um, bit of footage wasn't there about him going out, out on his um, apartment balcony and going good morning Monaco <laughs> and someone from a, a neighbour going shut up <laughs> that was amusing wasn't he, it he did invent a new pass at Monaco didn't he the sort of stamp pass yeah yeah, yeah yeah so you know something with at still least still innovating exactly yeah he's put his stamp on his time at Monaco yes. no doubt about that right everybody it's time for Betway's 4 to score entry to Betway's 4 to score is free each week pick the first goal scorer in Betway's 4 selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot make sure your selections are submitted before the first game further T's and C's apply 
Game one, Wolves versus West Ham. It's Saturday, three o'clock. Andy, who are you going for? Um, quite simple. I've gone for Mikel Antonio. I mean, did you see that goal he scored for Jamaica in the week? Yeah, a- extraordinary. The, the only question is, who's going to do the fe- feeble follow-up? Because, <laughs> you know, you'd fancy Arjen Bowen's chances of connecting quite nicely, wouldn't mm, you? You after- would afterwards so um, yeah West Ham are in too good form for anyone to do that feeble follow up that's a great reason Andy it's a great reason game 2 Liverpool versus Arsenal Saturday 5.30pm Jim who are you going for it pains me to do so against my own team but I think Mo Salah is the best player in the world right now mm-hmm. he is more likely to score than not in any game he's involved in so I think I am going to go for him an extremely good pick I think, Jim, it's fair to say. Game three, I've got Manchester City versus Everton, Sunday at 2pm. Now, everybody, it's difficult with Manchester City because (laughs) trying to figure out who starts is quite tricky. Obviously, there's some certain starters, but those in the more advanced positions, it is quite quite difficult to, to, to do that. I would betray myself if I didn't pick this man. We know he can score at the Etihad. I'm going for Andros Townsend. Hey. Of course you are. Yeah. Going for Andros. Uh, in game four, Spurs versus Leeds, Sunday at 4.30pm. Kate had this to say. Well, I think you might have come to the right place to figure out who's going to score first in this one. I think it's clear to anybody who's been watching the most recent football in the international break that the man who will absolutely, definitely score first at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Sunday afternoon is England's Third highest goal scorer, it's Harry Kane. Thank you very much, Kate. Harry Kane. So that, I mean, it's quite a blockbuster lineup here. Mikhail Antonio for Wolves versus West Ham, Mo Salah in Liverpool versus Arsenal, Andros Townsend for Man City versus Everton, and Harry Kane for Spurs versus Leeds. Now there is a there is one that sticks out there, and that is my one. So I hope that uh, you know. We do manage to get all these across the line, Andy, because it will be a bit damning if um, the three obvious ones score and then I mess it up. Go on, Andros. But that is the name of the game. Often it isn't the obvious ones who do get the goals. So do make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. You can play free at betway.com forward slash four to score. Further T's and C's apply. Um, You've got to be over 18, of course. Do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. And now, everybody, it's time for this. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's Marcus's game. Firing your bollocks, head in the freezer. <laughs> That's right. Jim Campbell is the champion because Marcus's game does count. It's all the same. It's all synced up. This Vicious game, Marcus's game, Luke's game, whoever's game. So has Jim officially got fire in his bollocks? I would say so. Um, yeah, I'd Looking not that. at that smoke, Andy. <laughs> Just follow the smoke. You will find Jim's testes. Now... <laughs> Um, the what's the matter, Jim? You're the champ. This is the kind of scrutiny that you've got to put up with if yeah, you're I the suppose. champ, okay? Scrutiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joining in, you see. There you go, Andy. Jim, you are the champ, current champ, which means Andy goes first. It does. It does. Of course, we does are it? doing managers. Remember, we're doing mm. managers. All oh, right, okay. So it's quite different with managers, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I feel it's um, it's like the the clay court to the Luke's game grass court. Yeah. And I feel that you're uh, better on feel, clay. I definitely feel stronger on that. This, but this guy's um, this guy's Rafa Nadal here. I think we? so. Yeah. Set both my arms at the same size. Look it up. <laughs> I'm f- obsessed yeah. with it. Incredibly, both your arms are the same size. Yes. Um, so uh, I see what you've done. Uh huh. Um, so. <laughs> So sorry, everybody. Uh, right then, so managers are remember national teams count. Okay. And if they've just managed for a, a club for 10 minutes, 
that counts as well. What, it's Leroy Rosinha so at they Torquay? don't need to have taken a game. Exactly. Right, okay. Exactly. Okay. Good. All right. Just so you're aware. So then, gentlemen, Andy Brassel, you're first, okay? This man has managed 10 teams. <laughs> it's Nigel Pearson. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Toughy. Toughy. Surprisingly tough. Mm-hmm. Like the man himself, although there's no surprise to that. No. I'll go with four. Four? four. Ooh, mm. Is that the sweet spot? I think it might be. Jim, what have you got for me? You know what? I might go on the front foot and go five. Bloody hell! Go on, Jimbo. I'm almost certainly going to... It's it, it's called Marcus's game, but really some might argue it belongs to Jim Campbell. Mm. It does today. It does today. Well, let's see what he's got. Jim, yes. fire away. Leicester City. <laughs> Watford. I'm already into uncertain territory. Mm-hmm. Portsmouth. Ah! That's a point to Andy. So you went... You were going to have three guesses. Well, I thought the other two were Bristol City which yeah. I, and Sheffield United. Not Sheffield United. Right. He, so he started at Carlisle United. Oh, Sheffield Wednesday, wasn't it? West Bromwich Albion, caretaker. Newcastle United, caretaker. Southampton, Leicester City, Hull City, back to Leicester. Um, Derby County and then OH Leuven in mm-hmm. um, Belgium. So yes. Not Sheffield Wednesday at any point. Not Sheffield Wednesday, no. Uh, no Watford near Sheffield. And Bristol City. Um yeah, the nearest he got to Sheffield Wednesday would probably be Leicester City, I'd imagine, or uh, depending on. You know, yeah. Would you have got that? Andy? Derby, maybe. I I would have I would have put a wrong one in my four. Oh, it's one nil to Andy Brassel though. Okay, one nil to the big brass. Okay, next up, Jim, you're to start. I am. This man, thirteen teams. Rafael Benitez. Okay. Ooh. So there's a few to be had in here, but that is a lot. 13 teams, not as many as Sven Joran Eriksson from those who remember what happened the other week with Jim and Vish. 13 teams. Rafa Benitez. Rafa the Gaffer. Rafa the Gaffer, indeed. Rafa the Gaffer. Jim, can I get a guess from you? Can I go for six? Six, not bad. Andy? I've got seven definitely, but... <laughs> It could be mind games, Jim. There's your answer. Jim, there, it could be mind games. Uh, so, I feel, I feel so like, what is your... You, so Jim said yeah, six. I'm what gonna, are you going? I'm going to go seven. I feel like seven. I'm, I'm missing an obvious one here. Jim, what are you thinking? Or two. I think I'm probably missing an obvious one or two here as well. No doubt there will be. Uh, if, it's a, if it's 13 teams is a lot. Okay. Can you uh, squeeze this to eight, Jim? You went on the front foot in the first round. It didn't work. And he did have a wrong answer in his four. He admitted that. Or that could just be mind games. We don't ask people to show their hand, of course. It's like playing poker, this. Yeah, all right, I'm going to go eight. Oh, my giddy aunt! Mm. It worked, this tactic against Vish uh, when when Jim faced him recently. Andy? I remembered an extra one the minute I said... Oh! But... So can you go nine? Can you remember an extra two? To quote the great Francis Begbie, well, fucking nine then. This is tremendous stuff. I'm taking a bit of a flyer here. Oh my goodness. Jim, have you got 10? This is outrageous. I don't think I can go (laughs) Tanitas. This is our God, blimey. What a Friday, ladies and gentlemen. We're only on round two. So we're going to go for nine teams that you're going to go for. We can't hear 10 from Jim. We've got nine from you, Andy. Far away. Okay. Inter. Valencia. Napoli. That's three. Liverpool. Four. Everton. Five. Newcastle United. Six. Extremadura. Seven. Real Madrid. Eight. Tenerife. And that's nine. 
And that's very impressive oh. from Andy Brassel. Very impressive. Very, indeed. very good. Yeah. Well, of course, Real, what are the other three? Real Madrid, of course, uh, Real Valladolid, Osasuna, Extremadura, Tenerife, Tenerife, sorry, Valencia, Liverpool, Inter, Chelsea. Interim. Chelsea? Yeah. God's sake. Mm. Won the Europa League. He did, yeah. An absolute you, legend there, isn't he? Andy, you got the point, don't worry. Right. Uh, Napoli, uh, back to Real Madrid, Newcastle United, uh, Dalian Professional, and of course, Everton. Ah, see, I would have gone Shanghai Shenua as yeah. the Chinese one, and I forgot about... Um, just what forgot. was the obvious one I forgot? Napoli. Yeah, there we are. There we oh, are. 2-0 two two down. 2-0 down. down, but uh, uh, Jim, be inspired by me from last week. 2-0 yes. down, 1-3-2. at three, two. Okay, this is a big round for you, Jim. Mm-hmm. Andy is going first, of course. That'll teach you for winning the title. I know. <laughs> this man has managed seven teams. It's Mark Hughes. Ah. Oh, this is... This is tricky. <sighs> Game could be won right here. But I think as a neutral, we want it to continue. Andy, come on. Uh, How many have you got? Um, four. Four? Is that a definite four, Andy? Yes. Jim, can I have five from Definitely you? Four. Oh. Come on, Jimmy. I need a little bit of time on this one, I think. Mark Hughes, can I do five? That absolutely must be possible. I think, damn it all, I am going to go for it. He's going in. Andy. Go on in. Do you want Jim to do his five? Yeah, I want Jim to do his five. We all want Jim to do his five, everybody. Right, Mark Hughes, five teams that he's managed. Manchester City, Southampton, QPR, Wales, and Marcus Spellers Fulham. There it is. He's nice. back in. Okay. Well played, sir. What were the other two? It feels like we 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 should both know all of those. You, you know missed. I mean? You missed. Um, I didn't have Fulham. Well, I'm surprised actually because two big stints you missed: Blackburn Rovers, oh, and Stoke City. Of course, of oh. course. Yeah, he was at their number of seasons. Both. T- turns out I don't think about Marcus that much. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Right then, everybody. Um, we move on, Jim, mm-hmm. to round four. This man has managed six teams. Yep. It's Chris Hewton. Chris Hewton. Okay. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, tricky one, isn't it? It is a tricky one. It is a tricky one. It feels like it should be easier than it is. Three for sure. Three for sure, Andy. Or is that a mind game? Oh, Andy. Andy's got a look in his eye, which I don't know what it means, Jim. So does that mean Jim is bidding three? Well, now Jim's still, I'm I'm in an R loud. I'm I'm in an R Come on, Jimmy. I know it's crucial that I'm sure that... Mm. um, that uh, the the good people in in um, in Jim's Duke joint are all behind you. Yes, Jim's Duke joint. Okay, so six clubs was it? It was or six, six teams. teams. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. So uh, stop stalling. I am go- I'm going to bid three. Three could be the sweet spot, Andy. What have you got? I've got four. He's got four. It's not what you want to hear. A confident not, Andy Brassel. But then he was confident in the first round, wasn't exactly. he? Exactly. Maybe one of them's wrong. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't. I'm not going to get five. So I'm going to. I'm going to see if I can. Uh, I'm going to see if Andy's going to trip over his shoelaces. Okay, Andy, four teams that Chris Hewton has managed for the win. Fire away. Norwich City. Newcastle United. Nottingham Forest. Brighton and Hove Albion. Andy Brassel wins. Saw that one coming. There it is. He takes the title back. It's Big Brassel. 
And I ain't ever doing another Friday again, so you can't have it back. <laughs> how about that, everybody? How about that? Yes, Chris, I would you argue that that's not how you pronounce Newcastle. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid that you and I, as Southern gentlemen, are wrong the way we pronounce yeah. Newcastle, oh. Jim. What were the other two? Um, he was a caretaker manager at Tottenham Hotspur. Oh. And he was at uh, Birmingham City for a little while. So there we are. Now, we will do the last run because we just simply have to, mm. to complete the game, of course. Um, and, uh, and Andy, you're up first. <laughs> this, you will be delighted that you didn't go to a fifth round. Don't, don't let it be Roy Hodgson again. No, yeah. no, no. It's, this man has managed 19 teams. Oh, God's sake. 19? It's Claudio Ranieri. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah, you see, if, you, oh, if you'd have gone for a fifth round, you'd never know in the madness of this, I think with with Ranieri, would you want the opening bid for nineteen teams? It's, it's a lot, isn't it? It's an awful lot. It is difficult. I can't write fast enough. Yeah. And the thing you'd be telling me to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up at the same time, wouldn't yeah, you? I, so, I would. Uh, yeah. It's uh, difficult. Um. Right now, the the I've managed to write down nine so far. That's impressive. But I'm still going. Yeah. Jim, can you beat nine? No, I don't think I can beat nine. <laughs> All right, I, then. I, just, I just want to sit back and watch this. Yeah, go on then. Nine teams that uh, Claudio Ranieri has managed. You might have to give me a moment with this. Roma. Roma is correct. Napoli. Yeah. Chelsea. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry. Um, that's two. Chelsea. Three. Monaco. Four. Nantes. Five. Valencia. Six. Inter. Seven. Watford. Eight. Leicester. And there's nine. Impressive. Impressive. I'll, uh, and I've thought of at least two more. Cagliari, Fiorentina, Atletico Madrid, Parma. Sampdoria. Juventus, yeah. Greece. Um, Sampdoria, of course. And if you want to know if I've missed any, then Wikipedia him yourself. Yeah. Greece? I thought that was a fever dream. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm afraid it was true. Right. I'm afraid it was true. So 4-1 Andy Brassel there, an impressive win. Yeah. But a, a very tricky, Jim. Very tricky. Very tough. You were, a, you were a, 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 a worthy opponent, I would say. But the title is back in the hands of Andy Brassel once again. So there we are. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betway. It's been an absolute pleasure having you with us, everybody. We're back on Monday for more of this football chitter-chatter. Uh, but until then, thank you very much, Andy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. You are welcome. Thank you, listeners. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 